little diggy, she gets hair, she eats wet food. And so her right. fur on her hair is really like fine. And so it gets really matted up because the food gets in there and it gets all knotted and tangled yeah, and shit. It's after, yeah, it's yeah. a problem. So what we have to do is periodically go in and like cut comb off it the, out or cut, comb it out or cut it off. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you know, so we were trimming up her face and she gets really fucking mad. <laughs> like she won't let you like boop her nose. Like if you uh, touch her face, she gets irritable. So like the get in there with scissors and like cut fur off of her face is right. a full, I have to like wrap her in a blanket and hold her down. And then Ash has to go in there and hope she doesn't like squirm too much. What a nightmare. It's crazy. But dude, this fucking dog will be mad at us for like five hours after that. Yeah. I mean, they hold grudges for sure. Um, I know a dog that if you piss it off, it will poop squarely on the center of your bed. Nice. It, it will, it will find, it will place judgment in the form of crap. <laughs> So not, not only do dogs get jealous and spiteful, but they know we don't like poop. Right. And they use it against us. <laughs> Suck my excrement or excrement. Excrement. Excrement, whatever. But most of the time, they're just adorable. Yeah, man. So uh, you ready? I love them. Ready to start it here, bub? All right, where were we? We're What's talking- up, everybody? Welcome to the Banger Alert Podcast. What the fuck? <laughs> My name's Mitch. My name's Tanalo. And today we're going to record a podcast, man. Yeah, we um, sure are. Been a minute. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good concept. Fuck yeah. No, this is crazy, bro. I know we're sitting here with the microphones. How about we, we have some music that we need to cover. We had a band that hit us up this week, which is super sick. And uh, we're going to talk about all that right here, right now, on the one-year anniversary episode of the Banger Alert podcast. Oh, shit. That's right. It is. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um, it, was a, it was a year ago today that we were sitting in a coffee shop going like, you know, there aren't enough podcasts. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's add one to the really pile. <laughs> two white guys making a podcast. Yeah. That's what will fix the pandemic. <laughs> that was us in a coffee shop at least one year, or exactly one year ago today. Oh, yeah. It was COVID times, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Because I remember... E- Almost even being nervous just to go out to right. the coffee shop that we went to. I yeah. think it was the first time we had hung out in public in a really long time. It was. But yes, so like Mitch mentioned, this dope band from Sweden hit us up. Yeah. Um, some, And it's been a while since we've covered a band, so we're super stoked to have some good new music to check out and support and love. The band is called False Highs, and we checked out some of their shit. They just dropped a new album, and it's really good. Very pleasantly surprised with the content. The other thing that's really dope about this is that we, if you haven't seen the card, are covering counterparts this episode. And false eyes, like I could see you guys like opening for counterparts. You guys are in the same like cohort of music. You yeah, know, like, it's it's like a- aggressive, similar, just nonstop hardcore. Yeah, yes, yeah, similar aggressive high. By the way, that album they just dropped is called "The Hand That Feeds You." Yeah, <laughs> sorry, we were making conversation while we looked that up. Just well, no, like <laughs> I, behind the curtain, I was pretty sure it was something. I was about to say "Bite the Hand That Feeds You," but I wanted to make sure we got it right. But yeah, it's "The Hand That Feeds You" by False Highs. Yeah, man. So the song off of this album that we're going to be talking about today is "Ghost of Burden." Yep. Uh, this shit slaps, bro. I'm excited for you to hear it. So without further ado, you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just leap it. Oh no! <laughs> Send it. Bro, that was fucking solid. Dude, isn't it? Yeah, man. I've been excited to show you this band. So today's Halloween, so October 31st. 
they hit us up, <laughs> I believe, like either yesterday or the day before yesterday. And this album mm. dropped on the 29th. So this oh, is, shit. Okay, so this is fresh. This is two days old. Yeah. Very nice. I've been listening to this a little bit. I've been excited to show you this, man, because this is a really fucking solid offering here. I loved it. It reminded me of just all the good classic modern melodic hardcore shit like Counterparts, which, you know, we're going to get into. Uh, Roseview, I thought of. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't checked the Roseview track, track out on this podcast. We absolutely should. Yeah, bro. When you first said Roseview, I like didn't over the music. I thought you said something else. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, Roseview. Fuck yeah. 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 They're super good. This track was like really heavy and really emotional and really uh, fast yet controlled. You definitely get like a melancholy tone mm-hmm. from the whole thing. It's, I don't know, it's loud and pretty constant. There's like one kind of like little break towards the end. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's just pretty aggressive. I'm about it. I don't know. I really fucked with it. I'll probably listen to the rest of this. Really quick. If you want to go to like 20 seconds. So right here, though, what I wanted to point out was that it is really fast and aggressive. And a lot of bands, especially newer bands, fall into the trap of I'm going to be really like fast and crazy and chaotic. Mm -hmm. And then you lose the tightness and you lose the syncopation and it comes unhinged a little bit in a bad way. Right. Right. This band has completely avoided that trap. Right. Like they're able to get to this place where they're playing really fast and loud and aggressive, but they're still really fucking tight and it doesn't ever lose that professional like these are musicians that are playing this feel. You know sure. what I mean? I don't know if you got that at all, but um, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. What I got up from this intro, it drags on for a while, but mm-hmm. I don't mind it. And it, I just like how they switch from uh, the previous section using like less harsh symbols or like a closed hi hat type of thing to this open symbol concept. Mm-hmm. And it just changes the whole tone without changing too much. Yeah, bro. There's a lot of really cool like rhythmic elements here. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just kind of like standard for the genre, but I like the way that it's implemented here. Like specifically with the like bop, 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 bop. I don't know what the fuck you even call that, but that's sort of the pattern that's being sure. played through. Yeah. But to your point, the vocals don't drop until I think like 40 seconds or 44 seconds, and they sound really, really good when they do. So here's a clip of that. Yeah, just that breath. Like the way he says breath right there is fucking sick. It's it's sometimes it's hit or miss with, you know, new band camp bands. You're like, Oh, this is a sick intro. Then the vocals just suck. This is not that. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. I've definitely been there before where the music really sounds good and the vocals just are not there, but here they are. And the vocals are also really consistent throughout this song. Yep. So he's like this level of quality throughout there. I was listening for like the highs and lows and everything, and it all just sounded very, very good. And Mm -hmm. it also wasn't buried in the mix. That's another thing that... I like to look out for here too, is that vocals are really hard to process sometimes, especially when you have all this chaos going on. Right. But they're able to like nicely just sort of nest the vocals in on top of it. And it comes through clear. Everything sounds really good. Couldn't agree more, Mitchell. Yep. Bro, I got one more timestamp for you if you're down. Let's do it. Uh, so around like the 230 mark, it does this like build and it pays off at like 253 with this really, really nice guitar. Like if you want to play that.
Yeah. Bro, that that's the mature decision right there. This is some album album two energy yeah. coming out of the first EP. Bro, I'm, I'm going to mean? look into the... I've never heard of this band before. And from what I could tell on Spotify, they're very underrated. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they are like a conglomeration of people from other bands or maybe... Hang on, let me see. Let me make sure this is like mean, their first album. It is. This is this is it. From is what it I, actually? This is the only thing that they have on Bandcamp. Jesus, for a first offering, this is incredible. Dude, yeah, all right. So, yeah, just verified again. At least from Spotify's perspective, this is the first album that they dropped, right? Yep, and it just came out. The production's great. All of the, it's like very well mixed and mastered from what I can tell. The vocals are phenomenal. The artwork is great. I don't bro, know. And it was I just, have no complaints. That guitar drop right there, bro, was just the right decision, man. Exactly. It just fit the tone of the song. They could have fallen into the trap of we're going to have a breakdown right here and it just would not have worked in this context with the way that the song is built up and that like melancholy yeah you know mitch i have no complaints about this shit i always have a complaint i was i always have like a, you know this was okay but like you could have done this nope that was this, kind of a this game. is great oh, i was playing with myself on the way up here i was listening through this and i was like i wonder i was trying to find the thing that tanalo was going to point out <laughs> Yeah, no, but it a game for you now. <laughs> yeah, try to guess what Tantalo is going to nitpick. No, but really, man, this is a fucking solid song. Yo, False Eyes, you guys crushed it. I'm going to be listening to this album more. We went ahead and picked it up on Bandcamp. And anybody, Much respect. Yeah, a thousand percent. Anybody listening to this podcast right now? Go to the description. I'm going to link it. We're going to link the shit out of this band. Uh, it's listed for 56 Swedish Krona which is roughly equivalent to six and a half American dollars. Dude, great value. Absolutely yeah, less than a steal. buck a song. I mean, get it. It's yeah, it's, yeah, it's so good. 100%. If you like melodic hardcore at all, you can't sleep on this. And you can get in on the ground floor and be a hipster whenever this band does inevitably <laughs> blow up, you know? So you're welcome. Hello, everybody. Before we jump into You're Not You Anymore, I just want to let you know that this album has very heavy themes of abuse and uh, toxic relationships and suicide and self-loathing. So, you know, if that's a problem for you, then skip this one. Um, If not, then listen on. So we're here a year in the making. Everyone's finally going to get to hear the quote unquote lost episode. Yes, I'm really excited. This is a monumental day. Um, some of you may be wondering, all right, well, you know, why'd you guys, we didn't post an episode last week. I was and, on vacation. Yeah. Well, you were on vacation. Yeah, I mean, that's, it actually yeah. kind of worked <laughs> out really well because every 10 episodes, we do like a sort of milestone episode for us. Like mm-hmm. 10 was after the burial. That was like a really meaningful band for you. 20 was rings of Saturn. 30 was Parkway drive. 40 is now going to be counterparts. Yep. It's on the one year anniversary of Banger Alert. Like, I'm really proud of the work we've done in this last year. And uh, this is really closing a loop. Like, yeah. I, I would not have felt good about this podcast until we eventually did this episode. So we we recorded like, what, three or four things before we ever recorded episode one? Yeah. So we had like a session where we just figured out the microphones and did like yep. a bullshit call. So that was one. Yep. And then we did Thrill Seeker by August Burns Red. Yep. And we, we scrapped the hell out of that. That was a bad. It was a shitty episode. Yeah. Then we did You're Not You Anymore by Counterparts, which was our first like real effort. Yeah. We really went hard on it. It was like two hours of like lyric analysis. We and- Well, dude, just, <laughs> I mean, just to give you guys a concept of how far the podcast has changed. Nowadays, we listen through, we take notes during the music while it's playing, and we mm-hmm. try to just as seamlessly get from the music to the conversation because we found that for us, it just 
helps the flow, right? But back then, we wanted to prepare. We tried to choreograph the whole conversation. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was a lot of fucking effort, and we really it, it didn't ultimately ever yeah. pay off. But it never sounded good. <laughs> what that meant, though, is that we went through "You're Not You Anymore" by Counterparts with a fine tooth comb, and I broke down every single song. Like we broke down every line of every song. We tried to really dig into the lyrical analysis. Don't worry. We're not going to do, gonna that, do again. that this time. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it's a, it was a really tedious sort of a thing, but by the time we were done, we were super proud of it. You know, yep. like by the time we had the conversation, we both felt really good about it and the file ended up getting corrupt. I think it was yep. during the recording. Right? Something happened. So I, I don't, I don't remember what happened. I remember, you know, we're two hours in this fucking conversation. I look at the time code and it's showing like, 8,000 minutes yeah, or yeah. something. And I'm like, what the fuck? There was some time dilation on our, for whatever reason in the DAW, when you'd play it, there would be like one bit every like five seconds. Yeah. It was like, it just like one sample every five seconds. Right. It just stretched our audio out. So we were like, what the fuck is going on? And it would have been impossible. I don't, I don't know how it happened. I I googled the problem for like a week, and we could I could not figure. It I didn't out. see anything. Because we wanted forum. to recover. We put in so much work on that right. episode. We wanted to recover it, and it just was not. It was beyond repair. Nope, it was shot. So and it took us. It unfortunately it took us two hours into the episode to realize that there was a problem that had been persisting throughout. But right. I mean, you you live and learn. You know, like you do this type of shit and you troubleshoot and you get better over time. I right. guess. But so anyway, we move on. Record a mirror. Yep. I mean, then we start actually putting out episodes. Yeah. And it's like okay, this is good. It's working. We have a system. We have a template cool right we recorded <laughs> we record this it was like oh dude we got to do counterparts again oh we yeah, gotta hell get yeah. Back to it. let's yeah. let's do it so we do a mirror we do bring me the horizon we do motionless and white and we get those three episodes that's for anybody who doesn't know that's our episode one two and three if you scroll to the bottom of the list on spotify today right yeah. we get those out of the way and i think it was a after motionless and white we were like all right bet let's get it yeah time to revisit counterparts <laughs> no problems this time no problems this time <laughs> So I come over to, we had the studio set up at this point. We had uh, I'm so ashamed. Bro, <laughs> you and I, if I remember correctly, had one of the best conversations that we've it had was, on the podcast. It was really good. It was a cathartic conversation. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you're not you anymore. The second time we like talked through it, it was much more of a emotional analysis instead of like a lyrical. It was like, bro, this song made me feel like this kind of a conversation, uh-huh. right? <laughs> we had stories that we told and everything. We, we get the episode recorded. It's saved. It's like ready to start editing. And yeah, for some stupid fucking reason, I ended up deleting the whole thing. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, went past this, the verification step where it's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I just fucking yeah. I sent it to my recycle bin and then I emptied my recycle bin. And then I realized what I did because you thought you were clearing out the template. Something, yeah, yeah something you like thought that. that. You were like resetting our template. And That's like, oh, right. We just, re- we just saved it to this so I can just delete the template. Now we'll be good to go. That's right. You deleted it. Clicked. Okay. Right. Click the bin <laughs> clicked empty. And then click. Yes. Then opened up what we thought was the episode to see a blank episode. And we were like, wait, fuck. No, and they're like, how do we get it back? Nope, it was gone. So the episode I mean, was I, gone. I tried to look up like way back programs and stuff, mm-hmm. anything with recovery, and I just I couldn't find anything that worked. And dude, it's <laughs> oh I, boy, it was just so cursed. It was just such a cursed situation. And I remember like at the end of every episode since then, I've been like, <laughs> like Yo, dude, all right, you, did you save you it? Saved it, right? Which and, totally justified that was a fucking. I don't even know what I was thinking. I fucked that up for it's, sure. It's it's whatever. And, Good lord. Yeah, we went on from there. Obviously, we kept recording episodes, and you know, you guys. Anybody that's been here from the beginning knows, you know, we just kept putting shit out, right? Periodically, every five or six episodes, you know, Tanalo and I will come together and we'll sort of brainstorm. We'll put out like a roadmap. We'll come up with like five or six new things we want to do, right? Right. 
I think in every one of those conversations that we've had, an option on my side of the table has been, yo, let's redo counterparts. Right. And you've been like veto. Because just the I'm burned out. the disdain from the the trouble. Like we've probably got to combine like ten hours trying to get that episode recorded right. and out at this point. So at first I was just like, something's gonna happen, something bad. My house is gonna explode. Like by the time this recording session is done, we're both gonna be dead or something. That's gonna prevent this episode from going. Yeah, out. what the hell is gonna go wrong this time? Yeah. Um, but, uh, the other part of it is after listening through and just like putting my heart into it twice, it's just like man, I'm just. I'm burned out on that. I need a, I need to recharge. Yep. So we are on the other end of that process. Now, the last time we tried to record, this was in February. We are now in October. It's been eight months and I think we're ready to finally, I feel like, I feel like we're at the right place as podcasters. I feel like we're at the right place mentally. I've been to some concerts this week. I'm ready to fucking talk about it. Are you ready to cover your not you anymore by counterparts, dude? Yep. Sick. This album means a lot to me, bro. Let's fucking run it. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> Yo, bro. That's a fucking album, bro. Yeah. Banger by, alert. By definition. My guy. Holy shit. Yeah, no, this is uh it's one of the best things. Dude, Just, the- period. End of sentence. I love this album. It's Counterpart's best work, IMO. It's one of the best albums I've ever heard. And just as a solid unit. I mean, look at all these little hearts. <laughs> you hearted every song? Except for Walk Away Slowly. Fucking whatever. <laughs> Bro, this is probably, I, I hesitate to say my favorite album of all time, but it's up there, it's bro. It's definitely really up, up there. there. If colors didn't exist, <laughs> this probably would be tops. Yeah, no, I really, and we said this the last two times we tried to record this episode, like I fucking love this album. Oh. I could not say enough good things about it. So let's just, I, I guess let's get the gushing out now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's we just, both love it. It's like our favorite and it's the best. This is going to either really, really resonate with you or I mean, some criticism that I've heard is that it's too fast and loud and it's like goes by too fast. Like people that don't like it, that talk about it. Like, oh, it's not heavy enough or oh, it's not chuggy enough. Not or Oh, it's not like, enough. but dude, like if too fast and loud, this is the type of shit that if it resonates with you, it's going to fucking hit. You know what I mean? Like if you're the type of person that can vibe with this, you don't just lukewarm like this. You know it's what I mean? It's perfect. It's going to touch your soul yeah. and you're going to remember it. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't know. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, that was short. And I was like, oh wow. Fragile limbs and you know, whatever. Those weren't so great and whatever, but like, I, so wrong how wrong I was. Yeah. I love how fast this album is. It doesn't, it, it doesn't need to be any longer. It doesn't. None, yeah, of, it, none of the songs need to be any longer. They're all just very, very concise ideas. Yes. Then the whole album is very concise. It's 11 songs. And by the end of you're not you anymore, I'm almost sad that we're no longer living in this vibe. You know what I mean? Like by the time the album's over, it's like, bro, keep this shit running. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just so fucking good, bro. Brendan is a master. You can tell the fucker reads dude. Like just the way that he writes his lyrics. We talked about Soupy back when we covered uh, 
Wonder Years, right? We were talking mm-hmm. about Sister Cities and specifically Raining in Kyoto. We were talking about the- God, I love that song. Yeah, the imagery in that song. This is that level of quality, but in this genre, and this genre is just so much more capable of extracting an emotion out of you than pop punk is for me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it, like this is just like the, the burning passionate sorrow as opposed to just like defeated nature. You know, like that's right. I guess that goes back to like, Oh, why even listen to screamed music in the first place? It's like, well, cause it conveys emotion that song lyrics can't. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Kind, of, that kind of argument. You'd be like, Oh, I, I like it except for the vocals. I mean, why, do you, why do you even like that? It's like, well, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta scream about imagine, shit. Imagine, imagine in you're not you anymore. It's like, aim your sharpest arrow at my chest. Like it just wouldn't hit the same. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> everything else everything else was the same right but <laughs> that would be trash it wouldn't be good at all so anyway th- this genre actualized for me with this like melodic post-hardcore whatever you want to call this like this is it this is the album and i can't believe this only came out in 2017 i know it has i feel like long. this has been with me for a really long time you know what i mean yeah it's weird god gushing complete let's jump all right in. into the tracks walk away slowly hit that intro couple things going on here right pad perfect making it nice airy and atmospheric bass tone in there perfect nice and muted but gives you that good contrast guitar line that perfect it's like exactly opposite chromatically from that bass line it's just perfect i'm gonna gonna need a little bit more accentuation on that p perfect yeah good thing we have a pop filter because that's just perfect i don't think the pop filter is going to be able to do much against well when you're specifically trying but yeah no like the the line with this song row is that it's nostalgic for memories that I don't have. That's, right. That's it. It's yeah, it's good. I used to shit talk this intro like, Oh, it's the only bad song, but I don't know. I think that's wrong. Now it fits the vibe. It brings you in. Um, and just like the rest of everything else, it's short. It doesn't wear out. It's welcome. I don't know. It sets a mood and then it just drops you in. I was going to say, yeah, even if you aren't the biggest fan of this, like sort of hallway into the album, it's only 38 seconds. And it also, I want to point out here too, there's a really intimate connection between what's happening musically and what's happening lyrically, right? So the music ebbs and flows very intentionally with what's going on with the song in a way that accentuates the emotion and everything behind it. This song without lyrics is still able to set a vibe. You could play this to somebody that is a non-English speaking person and they're going to feel the same way you are by the time the track is over if they're listening intently. So, uh, Boquette. Track (laughs) two. Track one track asterisk two. Track yeah. two. Yeah. <laughs> it's the it's the first song but it's the second track yeah man uh play the intro it's bouquet by the way i was making a bad joke yeah so we're in yeah and this is going to be a recurring theme throughout this album you're going to click play and you're going to be in there you yep. know and not only is it just really heavy right off the bat, fast and loud, but it's also, he's coming at you with a lot of lyrics immediately that are all very fucking thoughtful. And I didn't appreciate just how well-spoken a lot of this shit was until I really started going through it. So normally I'm like, I don't know, like fuck the lyrics a little bit. If it makes me feel something without me having to, you know, read it, then that's great. But this is one where I'm like, you, you should probably read along. It's worth the time at the very least to read right. through this. That being said, go to like 23 seconds. This is sort of like the refrain here. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I find yes. it hard to feel alive while my heart beats in borrowed time. Okay, so that's I love course. that line. It's so fucking good. I love that line. Dude, one thing that they are masterful at, this album has some of the best choruses that I've ever heard on any album yep. ever. I feel like I may have said that about another band, but if I did fucking redact that, it's not as good as the choruses <laughs> on this album, right? These, these choruses are just top fucking tier. Yeah. And it's like when it hits... You know it's there. It's an obvious like sing along type of a moment, right? You know, and I, I just the imagery in my mind. I've seen counterparts live, I think like twice. And usually, what happens is everybody's fucking fighting each other, right? The whole set. It's then, a it's a pretty high energy violent show. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got an anecdote about that in a minute, but like everybody will be like fighting and fucking thrashing and shit, and then the oh, I find it pause. Like, yeah, everybody stops, looks at the stage. Hands up, and we're screaming, I find it hard to feel alive. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everybody together in unison. And then as soon as the course is over, fuck you, we're fighting again. Right. Like, pretty much. <laughs> I love the uh, the sonic difference between Brendan's vocals mixed with the gang vocals. Yeah. I find it hard to feel alive. It's a very great dynamic. Yes, dude. Yeah. Just juxtaposition. I'm going to try to not say that word too much, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like just there's difference between the gritty. Uh, distorted nature and the the band behind them doing the sing along with it as well. It just opens up the whole thing. It, it's so sick. Great for the crowd too. Yeah, man. Um, quick anecdote. Last time I saw counterparts, I was in the pit fighting as you do, and a this, guy just straight up. Dude, you were there for this, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, I thought. All right, yeah, I made eye contact with a guy for it was like a split second. Like it was just he caught like we just caught each other's gaze and this dude just looked at me and just fucking punched me in the mouth. It just cold cocked you. No warning. Just not even like a push, just straight up a fist punch, like a jab. I was probably, (laughs) I was like early twenties and I was much more, you know, exuberant about moshing back then. So of course I'm fucking flailing around and shit. I didn't realize I was bleeding from my mouth, like pretty bad. Yeah. So I'm like moshing around and there's like blood flinging onto other people. It was pretty gross. So like, what the fuck dude? Why'd that guy hit you? I don't know, man. I don't really blame him though. I mean, it's, it's counterpoint, <laughs> but, but well, no, yeah, no, actually fuck that guy. Cause you don't like target people. You're missing the point there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. no bullshit. It's fine to just like randomly bounce around fists and kicks here and there. are Okay. But to intentionally like lock eyes with somebody and then punch them in the face is a huge dick move. There's been times where I'll like do that. You're an asshole. Yeah, I'll, I'll like catch somebody with my elbow and I'll feel really, really bad about it. You know what Hot I mean? Hot take. If you punch people, you're a dick. <laughs> Dude, yeah, the uh, mosh pit etiquette is super nuanced. Uh, call back to the, the pre-banger alert episode we did in 2016 that we're probably going to upload along with this one. Fuck yeah. So, yeah, dude. Anyway, fucking banger. Go to a minute and 14 seconds. I was just listening. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot we were doing a show. I was like, oh, I love this song. <laughs> it's such a good fucking <laughs> song, right? Yeah. No, I was just going to point out here the guitar, like the way the guitar is sort of like talking as well. Like it's, there's just like a riff going yeah. on. Yeah. It's like, dun, 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 dun. Oh, dude, yeah. I love you. That's, I've been trying to figure out like why I like the guitar in this album so much. It's because it's, it's talking. Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. It's not like too complicated. It's just there and it's present and it's weaving in and out. It works. Yeah. It it fucking works. There's just like some ascended ass shit going on here. 
I feel like if another lesser band tried, it wouldn't work out nearly as well. You know, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like one of those things like you have to know the rules really, really well to break them. Like usually you don't have a guitar thing going on in the middle of like a verse. Right. But counterparts has always just been chaos. And I guess if you do that long enough, you know how to make order out of it. Um, I got one more timestamp on this song and we're ready to move on. If you are hmm. Go to a minute, 35. love this transition out of the verse right it's a great dismount and like that fucking line like to be born to live to die like the cadence of how he says it yeah like, it just it hits i don't i'm gonna i'm just yeah. gonna start gushing again yeah i mean it's just on point the rhythm bounces with the music and it's just i mean that was probably the dumbest thing i've ever said but <laughs> well no if you're headbanging to it it's like born down to up live down up. you're like you get <laughs> yeah. what i'm saying like born to live to die it's very headbangable yeah I'm gonna shut up now before I say more dumb things. Arms like teeth. Send it. Again, we're in. So the the flow from the end of bouquet to arms like teeth is flawless. It might be worth just playing that actually. Yeah. Like the last couple seconds of bouquet into arms like teeth. Yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, let my spirit leave. I finally feel peace. <gasps> into the next song. Right. Yeah. And this is sort of what I think this is part of the reason why the album feels so concise. The transitions of these songs are not like it's not like a concept album where it's one long song cut up into like nine different things or whatever. Right. But the space they're individual songs with ideas of their own, but they flow together seamlessly. Exactly. Yeah. There is there's a very like kind of gray area between the end of a song and the beginning of the next song. Right. Uh, yeah. So arms like teeth is I think about toxic relationships. Definitely. Yeah. About abusive or toxic relationships. Yeah. Like being dependent emotionally on somebody that hurts you their arms are like teeth the imagery I, i'm gonna take this opportunity to talk about it here i guess like brendan is so vivid with the way that he writes these songs this is straight up poetry our love will not know wasted time that's just like a real like i think about that a little bit i'm gonna dedicate 100 percent of my consciousness to experiencing this love that we have so he's like that's where is that uh oh it's at the end yeah it's okay. kind of close to the end i just really liked it but hang on there's a specific line i'm looking for here does it cover me in scars? Close your eyes in case I bleed. No, it's, and you know, I'd welcome your embrace. Even if your arms resembled teeth, it's the line right before that. Yeah. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Right. You know, I'd welcome your embrace, even though your arms resembles teeth, like yeah. in the self-awareness of that too. So right. it's like, it's like, I'm going to keep doing this, even though it hurts me, you know, and like, it kind of points out something too, man. Like if somebody is in a toxic relationship and then you're like, Hey man, that's a toxic relationship. It's like, they fucking know, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, People aren't uh, stupid. I mean, I'm not saying like all the time, but well, sometimes they don't. Well, I don't know. I feel like part of you, unless you're just straight up, not with it, it a part of you knows like yeah. it's just, and you're just in denial and denial yeah. is literally just, you're intentionally suppressing your subconscious. Right. 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 Yeah. Like you're, you're not trusting your gut or you're at a, you're in a constant battle with yourself because on right. one hand, you're so worried about experiencing the loss or pain or whatever it is that you will fabricate a lie for yourself and ignore your friends, ignore your family and keep going, even though it's, it would be so much better if you didn't. Yeah, man. So back to <sighs> the song though, uh, 
Go to play like 30 seconds real quick, if you would. Dude, I like how, so again, with the guitar kind of talking, right? It's like, bum, 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 coerced by your creation. Yeah. And that part really stands out too, because the whole fucking time up to this point has been spitting. And then we're taking a minute to <laughs> say these words, coerced by, you, you get the idea. Plus the tone, the guitar tone there is just insane. The dun 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 you know, yeah. that low. That's uh, yeah. so good. They're just like sort of bouncing around. I love these lyrics, dude. They're so fucking good, bro. Finding foundation in decay with the culmination of our failure on display. Convince yourself I am your greatest masterpiece. Yeah. Oh. It's like this abusive person is molding God damn. the author here into something that they don't want to be. And that's kind of sick, too, because it's not sick like cool, sick like sick. Uh-huh. Because, you know, the other person is like proud exactly. of yeah. what they're doing. Like they've, they've beaten this person into submission and they're like right. proud of that. Yeah. yeah like, look, look what I made. Ugh. Go to one minute and four seconds. Dude, just <laughs> bro, that turnaround, bro. They like hit the chorus a little bit again. And then cover me in scars. And at this point, we've been building up to something. But what we've been building up to is a slower tempo. I'm so glad that you said that thing about the guitars kind of talking. Because the the thing that kind of bugged me about this album for a while, not that it's bad, but it's like listening to it, be like, wow, the guitar and vocals don't mesh at all. But they're both great. What is happening? And it's almost like there's two vocalists. It's so It's so crazy. And then the, the, there's always something going on with the lead guitar. Yeah, there is no like, I mean, there's rhythm, but it's like, it's it's all over the exactly. place. Exactly. Yeah. Like, dude, and then just right here with that cover me in scars, play this out a little bit more because it's another really good example of what you're talking about. No breaks. Bookending the sentences. <laughs> and the guitar is accentuating the points, like the heavy notes of that line as it's being said. I let you cover me in scars so you can carry me forever. Yes. Ugh. I let you cover me in scars so that you could carry me. It's like he doesn't even get anything out of it. He just wants to be carried. And then the last thing, like that reason why I wrote, we're circling back around to like our level, not no waste of time. Forgive me for my absence. <laughs> our love will not know wasted. This person has turned him into another person has made him a victim of this relationship. Forgive me for my absence. Cause he wasn't who he was when this began and it's the other person's fault. And he's he's apologizing for it. Fucking sad. And then the album is called you're not you anymore, bro. Like, well, we'll get, I, there. I know, I know we'll like I'm, I, the you're not you anymore reference probably doesn't apply to this specific case, but it could be read that way. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it could be. Fuck. That's one thing we definitely talked about in the other 14,000 times we recorded this episode is that the lyrics, they, they're obviously painting a picture, but they're kind of vague enough that you can put your own spin on them. You you apply like just a little bit of personal tragedy and you get a ton of mileage out of this album. Oh, absolutely. It's crazy. So you ready to go to No Servant of Mine? Uh, absolutely. So yeah. this fucking, uh, I'm going to hit that intro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
at the second you hear that shit, I don't know. It, it, the, if you've heard this song once, you hear that intro and you're like, oh, here we Dude, go. Yeah, yeah. This is probably my favorite chorus of any song that I've ever heard. I know we're now four songs in and we're still gushing, but- <laughs> It's but not going to stop. It's so fucking good, dude. Yeah. The the drop into the chorus of the song hits harder than most things. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll get there, though. You played that intro. Uh, yo, go to like. Okay, never mind. We'll just do it now. The drop into the <laughs> chorus, right? That's the thing that makes this. It's the setup and the payoff because it's really kind of fast and chaotic. And then this, the, the no servant of mine, when that drops, it slows down. Go to yeah. 44 seconds. We'll just start it from there. Let's get fucking chills. Oh, bro. People dying in that. Pit. Dude, no servant. Boom. Boom. Oh, let's go. That, you know? that no servant. Dude, I don't know what it is about this. Because on paper, there are heavier things. You could yeah, point to like exactly. a slaughter to prevail drop or whatever. You could, right. Okay, Black well, tongue, yeah, you know, whatever. Fucking, yeah. Okay, fine. We could switch up genres and then technically get heavier really fast. For some reason, but there are a lot of black tongue breakdowns that do not touch this. It's What is that? I don't know. We could, This is very like, it's, it's very emotional. You know what I mean? Like it's super. Yeah, I can feel the pain. It's touching you where you're vulnerable. You know what I mean? Like it's like, it's getting in there and like. Hitting a nerve is what it's doing. It's like very surgical, right. but then like the no servant, boom. And then like the crowd vocals right along with that. And again, this is another moment where we are fucking fighting each other and then pause. Everybody scream at the stage one time. You know what I mean? Like, right. This is a, this is another, um, abuse poem. Yeah. Kind of dedication makes a martyr out of me while you're afraid to offer flakes of skin. It's like, I'm giving you everything to the point where I'm a martyr. So yeah. like I'm killing myself for this. Exactly. You're, you're afraid to offer flakes of skin. You you won't give me shit. But not only that, your fire dies in the embers that I provide. So despite me literally giving everything that I can to keep your shit lit, you can't even stay afloat. Like right. I'm drowning to keep your head above water and you are actively working against me in this effort. Mm. This isn't the event. Like this is like, I, I feel like this is a, a song to past band members that have just fucked the progression of the band. You know what I mean? Like if somebody is just, actively and maybe that's not even the right context but it's obviously like a partnership type of relationship like we're both should be working towards this together right and you are fighting maybe it's like a relationship i mean i right? think this is more of a typical like romantic relationship scenario but you can apply it to that yeah dude you are not owed more than the shoulder you have burdened like i'm i'm carrying you in the backpack and you fucking are complaining about it right all right. Fucking shit. Contentment breeds in our disintegration. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> you know, so I, I, could, <laughs> we, I mean, we could, yeah, we, we could, could we go, could go on. all day. Right. But we won't. That's what we did the first time. And I think it, we it literally, took like two hours. we took it line by line. Oh my God. Go to one minute and 49 seconds. It's so weird doing this album again. I know, right? It's like coming home. Some <laughs> weird way, you know? So yeah, that's that Ember part we were just talking yeah, about. So I just wanted to play that because that's a sick fucking moment. Amazing. 
So what's dope about this though, the first time we drop into the chorus, you guys heard it because we played the two lines before, but it's like sort of really like fast and whatever, and then stop, no servant. Here, we transition from this, your fire dies, like kind of break, or this like slower section into no servant. So play this out from here. So we've hit it from both directions. Like we've been way faster than the tempo of the chorus and dropped into it. And then we've been a little bit slower than the chorus and then sped back up into it. I think it matches, but well, okay. It's, well, it's close. Sorry. Maybe, maybe tempo is the wrong word. The energy of the song has, has hit yes. it from both angles. If that makes sense at all. <laughs> fucking sorry. I'm gushing again. It's just the best fucking chorus, dude. Yeah, dude. No servant of mine. Goddamn masterpiece. This is like, this was the first song on this album that I would listen to on like repeat when I heard it. It was like, I would pull up the album and I'd be like, which one I listen to? Oh yeah, No Servant. Tap, you know? Of course. Yeah. Um, for me, it was Thieves, but uh, well, again, we'll fucking get there. Thieves is the counting worms of this album, but we'll, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> All right. Oh boy. Haunt me. Okay. So for some reason you said this song was the bad one. Well, no, I was, okay. Here's why. <laughs> I'm stupid. <laughs> or even saying that there was a bad one on the, I just made this clear. I think like the worst song on this album is above average for any other album that we usually listen to in most cases. Right. And it's, it's not even a road 23 scenario. It's not even a road 23. Cause this song still has shit to offer that we haven't heard yet. You know what I mean? I don't think there's a single bad track here. There's not, there's really not Go ahead and play this song or the intro. The whole thing. Yeah. Just fucking send it. I don't <laughs> I love that intro. Yeah. So good. Fucking crazy. Hella catchy. I think the reason why I was saying like, I didn't like this song. I do like this song, but the I think transition the, from the intro drums to the vocals. Yes. It's a little awkward. That's what I was. Ex 25 seconds. is yeah. exactly what you're talking about. If you want to point that out. Oh, did we not just hear it? No. So the intro. Well, okay. No, we're thinking of two different things. Then that intro uh -oh. part. When he first drops in that dun 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 da 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 dun 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 da 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 that transitions into this next part that's really slow and emotional, and typically I don't really like this type of a section in this type of a song. Well, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but listen back to this just this little clip. It's just a little like the energy drop from the to the not what you need. It's just a little too significant for it to really blend. Did it drop on the offbeat? Boom. Not what you need. Like, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, though. I'm so not a, like a music nerd. I mean, I love listening to music and talking about music, obviously, mm -hmm. but I'm so not like in tune with the structure or theory of music. I don't even know what an upbeat or downbeat is. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, no, nah, like I, I thought that I knew things about music until we did that episode with Ross. Ross starts talking. Yeah. So they go from the F minor into the G <laughs> and then now we're off to the A. Okay. Now we're back to the E. And I can't like, remember. Was he talking about like modes at one point? Yeah. And he was I talking about like the been. mode the song was written in and like how it, it, it might not have been on the episode, but we definitely got there. I, yeah, and we talked about it before. Like, I know Phrygian, and I don't know any other words that have anything. Oh, to do I remember. I I heard one this week from, yeah, as opposed to the last episode of Mixolydian. 
Whoa. That's a cool one. Just because uh, all the single ladies is in Mixolydian in flat sixth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Are all songs in some mode or are yeah. there, is there music? Okay. So like, it's sort of like a scale. Kind of. Well, maybe. I don't know. I just thought of like, you say all songs and you go, okay, well, what about like black midi right, or well, something? Okay, you know what yeah, I mean? Sorry. Well, most generally accepted, like this would be in some mode that has a name. I think so. You think so? Yeah. I, dude, it's like. I don't know how it works. I started thinking about modes and it's sort of to me feels like openings in chess, right? It's like there's a finite number of ways you can start a chess game. Yeah. Each, each one kind of brings a tone, a general tone to the song, almost like a key, but like more specific. Interesting. Yeah. That's the shit that I thought made me a music nerd was just knowing that base level information, but I just, no. You know how people say like, oh, D minor is really sad. It was like, okay, but you can write a happy song in D minor. Yeah. But it's a lot harder to write a happy song in like Locrian, for example. Yeah, that makes sense. If you're going to use the notes in Locrian, good fucking luck trying to be upbeat. If, uh, I don't even know if this is going to make the episode because it's boring, but (laughs) if um, there's, there's a series that Adam Neely is doing where he's like challenging good musicians to write music using a mode that sounds like the opposite of what's typical for that mode. Mm. And it's interesting. It was like, Oh, make Dorian sound bad. Make Locarian sound good. You know, like that. Kind right. Of right. Right. Cause yeah. usually Dorian's pretty upbeat. Right. It's like your C major. It's like hard to fuck it up. Right. I think. It's a big asterisk on there. It's like, I think all capital letters. I am not an expert. Never claimed to be. Hope Ross doesn't listen to this and be like, you guys are fucking you stupid. You guys are stupid. That's not what that means. <laughs> a mode isn't even a thing on a guitar. It's a drum thing. Like, I, I don't know. No. I'm, I'm <laughs> obviously joking, but yeah. I know that oh, much. Shit. Anyway. Yeah. We the, were talking about this song, Haunt Me. We were talking me. about Haunt Me. Yeah. And okay, go to 25 seconds if you would. <laughs> this transition that we were... Yeah. <laughs> Just right angle. Yeah, so this is why I thought I didn't like this song, right? This sort of section. Mm-hmm. You have a long sustained note on the guitar, and the vocalist is singing, but they've added a lot of reverbs. It sounds like he's like backed away from the yeah, microphone. He's far away. He's in a room. Yeah. It sort of like lets the air out of the balloon from the tension that we've built up to this point. Right. Um, but it's not like a breakdown where it, it releases in like a pop. It's just kind of like a. <sighs> right. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't bother me though. But I like it. Here's the thing. Um, I'm stupid because if you <laughs> listen to this part out, it transitions so perfectly into the chorus. Yep. So go to like timestamp is at 45 seconds. <laughs> So the, it lets the air out of the balloon, but then it's like during that whole buildup, it's just pumping it back up again. And then the chorus is so perfect. That's what I was going to say. It's such a groove already air in the balloon. By the time you got to that point, the tension and then release of that chorus wouldn't have felt as good. Yep. Simple. Yeah. Dynamics. uh, Yeah. Fucking juxtaposition. Am I right? No, but <laughs> dude, one of the most like cryptic and enchanting lyrics in this entire album is in this song. Uh, That's an interesting way to describe lyrics. Cryptic and enchanting. It's in- dude. It's just crazy, bro. Like an elvish poem. Let me just read this excerpt to you, right? 
Flawed reflections will make themselves at home, convincing us to walk barefoot through miles of broken mirrors. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you fit so much shit into that one sentence. You know what's amazing is that Brandon Murphy kind of makes this shit up like the day before. Yeah. Didn't he say that in an interview one time? I think it's on the uh, Punk Rock NBA podcast, actually. Yeah. But you go listen to that. And I think he talks about his lyric writing process where they're in the studio recording all the music and shit and vocals are always last. Right. So they're like, all right, dude, like we're pretty much done tracking. Are you ready for vocals? He's like, fuck, I got to write lyrics. <laughs> he just was sitting on the bus and doing like whatever the whole time. Bro. I, <laughs> I almost don't believe that just because of how well they're they, so good. Well, one, they're so fucking how the fuck do, this is where I'm coming into. Like he must be a guy that reads. Like this dude is in tune with literature because of the, just the way he uses words and the way that the guitar and the lyrics line up, or I guess the vocals is probably more appropriate. Like the tone of his voice is certain parts. They must know at least what he's going to sound like in a general sense before he puts the word to the paper. Yeah. I wonder how that works. That Yeah. It's just crazy. Or maybe they did that like sort of guitar conversation after the fact, like after the lyrics are recorded and laid down. I don't know. I mean, the only window I have into that, well, I have my own song, which is my only personal window, which is I wrote the um I Guitar. wrote yeah, I wrote all the music before I did anything with vocals. But if you watch like Andrew Huang and Rob Scallon, they do an album in a day every year for Halloween. Um go check them out. <laughs> it's great. They mm-hmm. just they just came out with a new one. Um but when they're doing something, they have to write songs really quickly because they do a full album in one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and while they're playing something, they'll just go, da, da, ba, 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 da, 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 and then they'll fill in the lyrics later, but keep that melody. That makes sense. Like you, you place the syllables, but right. you don't really know what the word's going to be yet. Exactly. Yeah. Dude, that's just so fucking inconceivable for like, just so difficult. Like I can't no, imagine just wickedly talented. That skill set that it would take to get to yeah. the point where you can just foresee like the, the layout of the words without knowing the words. Yeah. I mean, it's just masterful years of doing the same thing and perfecting your craft and art. It's like that one time I watched Ben folds conduct an entire new song for an orchestra live. Yeah. Improv. What? He just improv a song <laughs> using an entire orchestra. And it sounded yeah. good. Wasn't it just like, he, he would just like ask for different parts. Like, now give me an E flat. Now an A minor, something like that. Right. Yeah. And they just start putting together some good music. Anybody with perfect pitch was like, that wasn't a fucking E flat. <laughs> God damn it, bro. Yeah, man. I, <laughs> I can't believe there are people that have perfect pitch. I learned about that concept recently. Uh, really? I didn't know that was like, I thought it just meant that you listened to music enough that you could tell. I didn't know there were people no. that saw it like different colors. You know what That's I mean? That's synesthesia. That's different. I thought the perfect per- pitch thing was that perfect pitch is when you can perfectly imitate a tone. No, no, no. Listen, I'm not saying that you see, you physically see the sound as colors. I'm saying that it's as distinct as different colors. Like I can look, yeah, at, yeah. I can look at two different colors and say, okay, that's blue. And that's like light blue or whatever. Right. right. They can do that with like, okay, that's an a minor and that's an a, you know, like, yeah, it would be or, a flat. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah fucking a whatever. Chord. Sorry. Jesus. I know music. I uh, no, why but, do we do a music podcast? We're fuck? so yeah, bad at bro, this. I'm just, <laughs> can I iterate enough? I'm just a fan. Okay. Yeah. We bad. I don't know what I'm talking about. We dumb. So uh, back to the song, we've covered the chorus now. Go to two minutes and 42 seconds, because this is really. Yeah, I 
I just involuntarily headbanged and hit my forehead on my mic. <laughs> yeah, bro, dude. Migrate as you may, swallowing your spare key for safekeeping. What the fuck is that, bro? I don't know. <laughs> but then, and then also the guitar is like, dun, 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 uh, like right in the beginning of it. And just the movement of that whole section, like just the chords yeah. that they progress through is just so fucking good, dude. This, I mean, the just the the visual metaphor going on in the, the chorus, wander through me, rearranging my insides in search of sleep. Yep. It's just <laughs> unsettling. Yeah, Speaking bro. of that, swim beneath my skin. Play the intro. Great intro. Yeah. But Haunt Me and Swim Beneath My Skin are kind of like a pair. They they pretty much have the exact same. It's like sort of like meaning. Sort of similar imagery. Yeah. Similar imagery, similar tone, similar themes, what's going on. I mean, it's both talking about Swim Beneath My Skin and, you know, that chorus I just read wander through me rearranging my insides from haunt me i don't know i'm, I'm fucking this up well no, but they're they're very close no, here's, here's what i think it is bro if you listen to haunt me it's sort of the relationship that someone might have with a gateway drug and then swim beneath my skin is the relationship that someone might have with a much much harder drug so it's the difference between like haunt me is like you know wander through me as you meet as you please you haunt me like He's getting high and then fucking swim beneath my skin is like, where's the, where's the heroin at? You know what I mean? It's like that level of severity difference between the two songs. We talked about this the first time we did this episode, but I'm pretty sure swim beneath my skin is a song about like hard addiction like that. Well, after reading through this one last time for this episode, I'm convinced that this entire album is just about toxic relationships. That's totally possible too. It may be like it, maybe this addiction imagery is coming in with like the addiction. Right. I'm addicted to, to the toxic person. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like yeah. I, I can't, I am completely reliant on them to be stable. Right. I mean, it's an effective metaphor for an abusive relationship. Cause it's like, you would obviously just be better off if you stopped doing the drug, but you can't because mm-hmm. you think you need it. Right. Yeah. 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 I think my thing with swimming in my skin though, man, I, it feels a little bit more like it's a substance thing than a personal problem because he keeps talking about arteries, like sleepwalk your way around my arteries. If you're restless, dig through me. Go to 23 seconds. I won't let you drown inside me! I won't let you drown inside me! The guitar right there, again, just the walk up and walk down, that yep. dun, 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 is so much a part of this that if you didn't have that, this whole thing would just not work. The I won't let you drown inside me would hit, but it wouldn't be to the point where we're like, involuntarily headbanging to it. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's just a fucking solid transition. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I got one more timestamp on this. Okay. Do you want to go to two minutes and two seconds? There's an oh shit into a breakdown or like a thing at 208. You are the blood that my And then Whoa. really quick, go to 244. POV, that's the show you were just there. Somebody's limping and like a friend helps them get them out of the fucking mosh pit because they hurt themselves from stomping at that point, right? <laughs> Are you ready to move to the counting worms of this album? 
Or really, we should say Counting Worms is the thieves of laugh tracks. I guess we should. That's probably more canonically correct because this came first. Is anyone ever really ready for thieves? No. I remember when I was anticipating this album's release and the single that released was this. And I was just sitting there like, I'm not ready. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, these was the first song that I heard on this album. Matt was like, hey, listen to this. Fuck. It was like that sentence. And I listened (laughs) to it. Period, space, fuck, period. Play the song. And then I got to the end of the song and I look at Matt and I'm like, fuck. Fuck. That was violent. Ready? Yes. How do you write that shit? Mm, dude, okay. How do you come up with that? Like, like, that's not a, I don't know. I, so this is the most elegant distilled hatred in the least amount of words that I've ever heard in my life. I think. Yeah. Holy shit. Go to 30 seconds. Bro, God would break character if he could for a chance to spit in your face. Guardian angels won't keep you safe from me. Is there a more specifically violent string of words that could be assembled in two lines or less? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, without it devolving into something stupid, like sure. Infinite Annihilator. Yeah, yeah I mean, right. It's, this is the most like thematically relevant, pissed off, like actually angry, pissed off shit. Okay, we may have said this before. It may have been the last time we tried to record this episode, but there is a very distinct difference between just visceral lyrics, like Infinite Annihilator, like mutilated bodies and describe, like right. or you know, Rings of Saturn, talking about aliens dismembering people and shit. Right. There's like a fantastical like you know, visceral, colorful element to that that makes it heavy, but it's still fiction, right? This is like a realistic nonfiction. Yeah, this is real. This is some like real, it's, it's, it doesn't need any of that imagery to come off as heavy as it does. So this song, um, I'm, I just saw this, but on the genius, it says this song is a cry out against sexual abusers, specifically in the metal hardcore scene. Mm. So apparently that's confirmed, but yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, no, well, uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Start for an easy kill. Keep your hunger at bay. I will use your flesh to keep her warm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I'm fucking with it. Dude, fuck abusers and rapists, man. Yeah, it's disgusting that we even have to acknowledge that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so go to, on that note, go to... Uh, wow, that, I'm, this song just clicked for me. Perfect. Yeah. Thieves. They've taken... Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Great. (laughs) Should I keep playing it out from here? Yeah, honestly, just do that. I remember the top comment when this video came out. (laughs) It was Jesus, Brendan, who hurt you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Yeah, this is raw and fucking mad. There's there's no two ways about it. It's just honest, raw aggression. And I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, the sexual abuse thing makes total, total sense. Yeah, I don't know if we... 
had that realization the last time we were covering this. I thought it was just no, I don't think in, so. In general, just the topic of somebody taking something from somebody else right. as a general concept, right? No, this is the first time that's ever occurred to me. This is making a lot more sense, though. The final line is, "I will make my peace by removing the arms of unrepentant thieves." Like yeah. sexual abuse. Like if you don't have arms, it's kind of hard to sexually abuse. I'm thinking about this way too literally, but whatever. right. I mean, yeah. I mean, you take away whatever it is that lets that happen, I guess. And the metaphor being thieves take stuff with their hands, but a rapist takes some with you with a different part of his body, you know? So I don't know. Maybe you could draw a parallel to that. Maybe either way, metaphorically speaking, not literally. I mean, yeah, they just, they just crammed that much aggression into a minute and 16 seconds. Definitely like, I mean, counting worms is another perfect song, but I think this one just goes harder. This one goes, it goes harder because of just the, well, the aggression's outward. Counting worms is like self-hatred. Yeah. What's the fucking line in counting worms? I wrote a song about feeling better. Yeah. It's a feeling I can't remember. I wrote a song about getting better. It's a feeling I can't remember. Yeah. Arf, arf. Oh, oh. God, what a perfect song. Uh, yeah. I love that song so much. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. If Thieves is projecting out, Counting Worms is projecting in. Yeah, I think we were at at your party and I was describing Knocked Loose to somebody because they didn't know it was up. You're talking about the like my party last weekend? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. They were just like, whoa, what's Knocked Loose? What's that about? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> listen to Counting Worms. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, and I was like, yeah, that, that's the Arf Arf song. The Arf, it's called the Arf Arf song. And I'm like, no, it's called Counting Worms, but listen to it. You'll know why. And I, I was like, it's a fucking perfect song. I hope they went and listened to it, whoever that was that you were talking to. And now they're just going to be like, what the fuck, really? Well, <laughs> I mean, you can't, you can't not, you can't unhear it, you know? Like, it's just iconic. So good. Okay, yeah. So Counting Worms and Thieves are the two songs that are like that, that I'm aware of. I think I'm going to put Counting Worms in here. And I think that makes Counting Worms the track that we haven't covered that has the most cameos in other episodes. You know, it's funny too, because we've covered Knocked Loose. That's our most covered band. And we still haven't touched laugh tracks. And we, yeah, maybe some, maybe that's episode 50. I don't know. You ready to move on to Rope? Yep. Play that intro. I used to not like this intro. I yeah. Used to, I used to also be stupid. It's kind of, yeah. yeah I, it, it's, it's great. I don't know. I good con- good talk. <laughs> yeah, good talk. No, this song's another fucking banger. Uh, Rope is a song about suicide. Yeah, I think it's more specific than that, though. Yeah, I think it is too, but I'm not quite sure. I think it's to- like it's again following the theme of like abusive relationships, and I don't know. I, I guess we've been following a track of like just coming to terms with the fact that you're being abused and everything sucks, and the person is taking from you and not giving anything. And, you know, then it kind of breaks off with thieves and then rope is kind of getting to the other side of that realization where you're like, well, I don't have any hope left. So, yeah, uh, my seance of surrender will fall upon deaf ears. Fuck. Again, just another really like poetic line. He could have just said, like, I've given up or I have no hope. But no, that wouldn't be enough for our boy Brendan here. I mean, it's so much better if you get creative with exactly. The shit. Yeah, it's, I, I didn't mean to make that sound condescending, but <laughs> bro, go to a minute thirty-four. Hope is a blade that bears my name. 
love that part too because it has like the uh, the harmonic walk down. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, the way the guitar sort of like phases from one side to the other, it almost sounds like an effect. Well, that is an effect, right? Yeah. Well, the panning is, but the you can make that noise on a guitar. Yeah, totally. I was sorry, man. We're getting into the realm of shit that I don't know anything about. It was like, oh yeah, cool. Nice, nice comment. All right. Anyway, no, dude, no, there was a point that I was going to bring up about this. Uh, shit. I can't find the line. Hope oh, is a blade that bears my name. Yes. Yeah. So hope is a blade that bears my name. I know your rope was made for me. That was a sick fucking line. Like the danger of having hope, right? The reason why we have continued to endure this torment is because we have hope. So hope is a blade that bears my name. Like, fuck, you know? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And anyway, that culminates in uh, two minutes and four seconds. I know your Shit goes hard. That little, like, second there where they have the, the high-pass guitar, that dun, 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 and then just drop it again. Yep. Instant, instant dynamics. Perfect. You know? How to add dynamics in your song in five easy notes. You know what I mean? A memory misread. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking. I'm, this is what happens, man. I have just, it's too many good fucking things in a row. And there is critical analysis that could be made of these songs. There are things that we could point out, but it's just, I'm so beyond that because I'm so just thrilled that we're covering this album fucking finally, you know? <laughs> been a long time coming. This yeah, is definitely like the most history. Just like, sort of like, dude, when the fuck are we going to do counterparts? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Such a struggle. Hell yeah. You know what? I'm going to save. Yeah. Yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah. Do that. Cool. Okay. Yes. I control S that bitch. We at least have the episode recoverable from this point on. If shit were to hit the fan. I will not empty my recycle bin until this episode is uploaded. I promise. Fuck yeah. A memory misread. Love that little just melodic. Yeah. I am struggling to find another thing to say about this that we haven't said so far. So that's that's true. Go to 23 seconds. <laughs> this is the chorus of this song, and it's also a fucking banger. Oh, it's so fucking good, dude. That is that my favorite one? It's close. Yeah. The I am a farewell. That's so good. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, and then. This is probably my number two chorus. Yeah, I think so too. This is so optimistic somehow, you know? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I guess it's just the notes like, but I mean, the subject matter. I am a farewell that even heaven won't accept. Yeah, that ain't happy. Oh boy. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely love this chorus. It's almost like freeing, you know? I think that's what it is. It's like, Ah, that's sad though. Cause it's like triumphant, but in the fact that it's like almost over, you know what I mean? Yeah. You ever heard that, uh, people who have been depressed for a very long time will get happier once they are planning suicide because they feel like they're finally taking control and it's almost over. Yeah. That's fucked. It's so fucked. That's sort of this, that's like this energy right here. Yeah. We just got done talking about rope and hope is a blade that bears my name. So we've given up hope. And then this is the tone that we're met with. Right. Yeesh. So that chorus 
really upbeat, very sing-alongable, very catchy, but also incredibly melancholy. And for all the reasons that we just discussed, one of the other cool things in this song is that there's like a really like kind of interesting tempo change around one minute. If you want to play that. Yeah, so I just like how it walks down, right? Normally, we talked about this before. Fast transitions are easy. Slow transitions are hard. This transition walks down then collecting shards from mirror images of me. Mirrors are sort of like a motif throughout this album too. Yeah. Lyrically, like he keeps bringing up mirrors and the reflection, but it's also, I think, metaphorical for the self-awareness, like kind of how we were talking about before. Like he knows that the narrator in the first couple songs is aware of the abusive relationship, right? Right. Go to a minute 45. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just good. I love I, that transition. Yeah, bro. It's like, again, like sort of campy and optimistic like that. They had like the little like boom clap shit going on with the, the snare drum. He's hitting the rim a little bit. <laughs> I don't I never know what to call that, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I do. And just the optimistic tone of the guitar right there, that bum, bum, bum. like just the note selection there does not sound mel- melancholy at all. I hear what you're saying. I disagree. I think that overall tone is very melancholy, but it's not like straight up sad. Mm. There's definitely, I mean, I, I hear the other side of like what you're talking about where there is something happy and triumphant about it. Mm. It's so interesting. I don't even know what to call it. Well, it's very, yeah, it's multidimensional and it's just really emotionally complex. Of course this was engineered by fucking Will Putney. That guy's a genius. Yeah, bro. Fucking, I see his name on all. I don't know why I'm mentioning that now, but. <laughs> yeah, we're, I mean, it's a little late. We are now nine tracks into the album, yeah, but yeah, fuck yeah, Will Putney. Will Putney produced and engineered this, and uh, I mean, that guy is brilliant. All of his, everything that he's touched sounds great. Mm-hmm. So. Solid. Pretty sure he also did laugh tracks, so. That sounds right. I think Will Putney did uh, the most recent <laughs> Knock Loose, too. You know, Will Putney is in Fit for an Autopsy. I didn't know that. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's like one of the band members. I didn't know allegedly. that. Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> well, according to Google here, um, <laughs> say what was he accused of? <laughs> uh, dude, the ghost inside that was another one. Will Petty did credits. Come on, load, damn it. All right, yeah. So, data remember, ghost inside, uh, aversions crown, body count, four years strong. Interestingly enough, fit for an autopsy. Uh, counterparts, nothing to know. Yeah, nothing left to love in 2019. Straight from the path, Dyer is murder. After the burial, Norma Jean knocked loose. Silent planet, terror, harm's way, pig destroyer, night version, vein, gloves off. He did vein. Yeah. Wow. Rublicon slaughtered to prevail for misery sermon. Interesting. Cassius Strain, Gideon. I'm, I'm fuck. Gojira. Really? Yeah. Or today, bro. What the fuck, Vanna? Sworn in. What the fuck? This keeps getting more interesting since it fails. Lorna Shore for Psalms. Wow. Fuck, bro. This guy's everywhere. Wage. Oh, War of Ages. Sorry. I thought that was Wage War. Slave to Nothing by Fit for a King was Will Putney. Who would have thought? Oh. It's basically a lot of the <laughs> fucking music that we like. I was trying to not read the, the duplicates in that I, list. He's but. up there on the, you know, best producers yeah, for dude, this genre. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance that Will Putney has produced like 30% of the shit you listen to. At least. Um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, so this song, uh, 
Ready for Fragile Limbs? Yeah, play okay. that intro. I love this song. I do too. Dude, Fragile Limbs, I think, is my like second favorite or third favorite song on the album. It's up there. It's up there. I don't yeah. know where, but I'm a huge fan. That's interesting. Mm, that, carrying, carrying that like sad but not motif. Yeah, I mean, you could very easily like smile and snap to that. You know, like bro. Yeah, you absolutely could. I, you take those same notes and you give it to like a like a barbershop quartet, and it's gonna sound great. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh my god! And uh, this is another one of those intros where it's like it's about four seconds long. And we're not fucking around. We're going to set the tone real quick and then we're in. I love the chorus in this song too, bro. This I think is this fucking... is probably my number one. Think so? Yeah. Like favorite chorus on the album? Yeah. Okay. Go to 40 seconds. So check this out. Is that the first chorus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the first chorus is atonal and the second one is not. Wait, what? Yeah. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Check okay. this out. I no singing. Oh, Let's yeah. The second chorus. Do you know the, what? Yeah, the second chorus is at two minutes and 18. Perfect. I, dude, my note, I wrote chorus, but different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there's backing vocals on the second one. I thought we were talking about the same thing, but we're not. We're talking about two different things, but both of our thoughts here still apply. Neato. Your first chorus there is atonal. Like, we were a pair of fragile limbs, and he just screams it, right? Mm-hmm. That second time, we were a pair of fragile limbs. Sorry. <laughs> Cut this shit. <laughs> I always I'm, think. I'm sorry. I always <laughs> think that I'm going to be able to sound like it. Like, na, 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 na. You know, like whatever. The uh, fuck. Ah, all right. So the sorry second, for laughing. no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> the second time it definitely is tonal. There's absolutely singing there. They've layered it up. It's dope. And I really like that because when I go back and listen to it, I hear the melody during the first one and it freaks me out. Cause I'm like, there wasn't any singing, but I heard it. Yeah. And then you get a little bit farther in the song and you're like, ah, yeah, ah. that's where it was. The third time this chorus hits is different again. And that's the one at 218. It's like a complete ah. different energy, bro. Fucking uh, the the guitar that did it. God damn it, counterparts. Why are you so good? They're so fucking good. Fuck. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a totally different energy that third time through. It's like the inverse of the first two courses. I love that. Yeah, the guitar is just walking around, you know? (sighs) He's just exploring the space. God, this album's so good. It's so fucking good. If you don't like this album, you're you're just wrong. Really? I mean. Dude. I'm going to drop the gauntlet there. That's a funny idea that there are, it's, it's amazing that you believe that somebody is out there that exists that doesn't like this album. There you go. Like what the fuck? Agreed. (laughs) 
<laughs> if somebody doesn't like this album, they're just like not listening to it. You know, what I mean? like, they probably just saw that like, album art and were like, oh, it's basic. Fuck this. <laughs> By the way, that album art is just so good, dude. I don't even know what the fuck it is, but it fits. Uh, it's a mausoleum. Oh, really? I think so. Huh. It reminded me of the uh, whitewashed house in Matilda that the teacher lives in. Okay. Is that reference at all landing? Do you understand? No. no? I think I've seen Matilda once and I do not remember. Yeah, well, like Matilda goes to the teacher's house and she lives in this like little old whitewashed house. And I think she's in an abusive relationship or something. Well, yeah. that would carry, but I'm 98% sure this is a mausoleum. Okay. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to drop it here. You're not you anymore. Dude. <laughs> I think this is my favorite song on the album. Really? Yeah. Wow. I really fuck with you're not you anymore. That yeah. guitar tone is perfect. Yes. This is reminiscent of Walk Away Slowly. A little bit. It's 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 not the same, but it's similar energy. We're right. in this like we're in our feels. And this is also I feel like the whole album is led up to this fucking song. Definitely. I was just gonna say that. It's like we've definitely reached a new place now. Yeah. We're we've we've ascended to this point. And, and we've gone through the last what nine tracks of just slam, 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 fast, violent, you know, whatever the fuck to get to here for it to stop and for us to take a second to think and like reflect. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because everything else has been like super negative and shitty and abusive and, and sucks. And this song is about like making up and looking for the future. Yeah. This is like a love song. Yeah. And dude, like the whole thing about you're not you anymore in the lyrics, it's the opposite of what you would think. The context is because I couldn't love who you were, but you're not you anymore. Yeah, implying that I can love who you are now. Right. And it sounds super negative when you hear it. Let's play that. Um, yeah. Unless you have something before that. I got a couple things before that, actually. Maybe we want to move chronologically then? Yeah, let's go chronologically because we're going to get to that. Go to a minute. This is the chorus of this song. anymore! Actually, shit. Go right before. What the fuck, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. God damn it. It's the line right before the chorus. My apologies. So, yeah, we dare not mourn our past lives. Our loss will be reborn because I couldn't love who you were, but you're not you anymore. Yeah. Oh, my God. dude. We, we've grown. We're not abusing each other anymore. We've changed in some way. I don't know. We're no longer like, yeah, we went through something and now we're not toxic for each other or whatever. Right. Then it drops into this perfect chorus yet again. Yes. Oh my God, dude. Yes. Sew your skeleton to mine. I'm no good on my own. Stitch yourself to either side of me so I will never be alone. Yeah, this is a love song. Melancholy and intimate, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. This is a very like soul bearing album. It really is, dude. Do you have any timestamps before two minutes and 10 seconds? I don't take timestamps anymore. Well, like any things you want to talk about before you go to the slow part in the middle of the song? No. Okay. Two minutes and 10 seconds, dude. <laughs> so fucking go there, idiot. Why did we get this far and I was all just falling apart? <laughs> I like, know. Oh, this is such a soul I've said song. all the good things this is I a could beautiful say. song. Yeah. Fucking go to 210, stupid. <laughs> Uh, play this fucking good song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
hear this often where the last song on the album is the big long song that has the feelings trying to like there's bands that try to pull this off, but mm-hmm. no other band that I've ever heard pulls it off in the way that this song does. Agreed. Yeah. I think of like Deathless song on Iyer and I'm like, yo, turn this off. Right. Yeah. We, I remember <laughs> we got the Deathless song when we covered Iron. We're like, uh, so skip. Yeah. Skip this song. Yeah. This song. Pretty much. But not this one. No. Yeah. And, Dude, there was a band, I can't remember which episode or which one of the recent episodes it was, but the last song was in this sort of cohort where you have, it's like four minutes longer than all the other songs for no reason. And, oh yeah, I think it was Enter Shikari, like the very end of oh, the spark. Uh, the, there was something at the end of the spark that was really long and dumb. I think it was Revolt of the Atoms or maybe it was, no, it was both of them because Revolt of the Atoms was, had a really, really long outro. Yeah, was it? It just like, repeated itself song, ad nauseum. It like ended at like three minutes, but the yeah. song was like six minutes long type of deal. With uh, Revolt of the Atoms, he just repeats himself for like uh, the same exact thing for like two straight minutes. And then Ode to Lost Jigsaw Pieces yeah. has that really long ending. And then it ends with a, you know, a big scream up. thing. Yeah, like yeah. five minutes in. Right, right. So yes, okay, yes. Ode to Lost Jigsaw Pieces. I couldn't put the name to the face, but they get to the end of that song and there's been this big, long, drawn-out thing and I was ready for the song to end and then he starts screaming and I remember saying at the time, like, right, yeah, it feels out of place. If I didn't yeah. know this was the last song on the album, maybe like, this doesn't even fit, right? Right. Okay, this is the, like, pinnacle version of what it sounds like Enter Shikari was trying to go for with that song because we've now dropped down to this really atmospheric, nostalgic guitar tone again. And we're just going to ride here for a second. And then I don't know how else to describe it. Can we just play this section? What? I'm cutting myself you, off because I'm just going to say dumb shit. You but. can't like wave your hands and shake your head because no one will know what you're doing, dude. Yeah, sorry. No, but that's just such a perfect build. Well, I think we're at the point where we'd be repeating ourselves if we talked. This shit speaks for itself. It really does. Right? Is yeah, that what you, yeah, like pretty that's, much. okay. Mark an end to aimless roaming with a double-sided knife. Take steps towards each other. We could end both our lives is the line. And then at the very end right there, he whispers, and that'd be fine. Jesus Christ. Even the, the nice love song at the end is still just like fucking Christ. <laughs> God, bro. And then, yeah. So from here, this drops into like emotionally the heaviest drop that I've ever heard in my life. Yes! 
this is about the abuser that we were talking about. This is him forgiving that person. Yeah. Or if the first couple songs were, you know, an abusive relationship. I think it is. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a story of that. Yeah. I think he's like coming to peace with that entire situation. And saying this is probably the, the most at peace song, but there's still just that aspect of like, Hey, we could kill each other. Well, it's, it's (laughs) like, we've definitely both gone through hell and back. And I recognize that you've changed too. Right. Like I've recognized that like this toxic relationship that we've built wasn't just hard on me. It was hard on you too type of thing. Right. Mm. Highlighted line in there. We dare not mourn our past lives. When you think about mourning, like there's a sense of longing. Like I want to be back in that place. Like don't fucking mourn our past. That's not, we have gone from there to here and we really, uh, it killed us to do it, but we did. I couldn't love who you were, but you're not you anymore. And the same way that I've changed too is evident by this song. Right. Yeah, that shit fucks. <laughs> and scene. All right, man. So I'm fucking honored that we're here. We've covered You're Not You anymore. We did it. We did it, bro. We made it through. And uh, hopefully we'll be listening to this in a couple of days. Honestly, yeah. If you if you hear our voices right now, know that tragedy did not strike. And the third time was the charm. And we finally were able to get this episode to you guys. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Also, look for the... Uh, the bonus pre-banger alert, banger alert episode. Yeah. So let's set that up a little bit because I mentioned it, but we didn't describe what it was. Right, right, right. When we were both in college, like part of the Tantalo origin story or Mitchell Tantalo origin story, we met when we were in college, became friends back then. I had a project for a class. It was like a sociology class, something like that? Yeah, it was some sociology class and I had to like pick a social issue and make a f- like, one of the options was do a podcast, but it was like make a video, do a podcast, write a paper. Right. The professor gave a bunch of options and I was like, I'm not going to write a fucking paper. So <laughs> I was like, all right, what's the easiest of these things to do? And podcast was the one that I thought at the time was the easiest. Right. So, you basically just like put your phone on record and we're like, okay, let's talk. Yeah. Right. So the social issue that I wanted to cover was mosh pits. And I wanted to right. talk about like the stigma around mosh pit for whatever reason. I thought I was an expert in my dude. That's the other thing too. I sound like such a fucking dickhead the whole time because I'm trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. Like, I think it was shit like this experience of recording that episode with you where I realized like, all right, trying to sound smart isn't the fucking move, but no, it's, it's precisely not the move because when you try to sound smart, you always end up sounding dumb. Yeah, exactly. You, well, you, you actually have to be smart to sound smart. If you, if you try to sound <laughs> smart, you invite challenge. And if you aren't like the expert on what you're talking about, then challenge will very quickly prove how much you don't know about the thing you're trying to sound smart. It's like very self evident when somebody is trying to sound smart and they actually aren't right. It's like leaving an, um, actually in a YouTube comment. Or exactly. You just sound yeah. like a fucking like, idiot. Shut up. Nobody likes that. Yeah. But anyway, so <laughs> That being said, if you listen to like 45 to 50 minutes of me trying to sound smart in 2016, I didn't know this, but you dug it up. Like you had it on your hard drive, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was on my Google drive and I don't know, like not the banger alert Google drive, mine. And I don't know why it was there. Yeah. I don't know. Like we recorded this thing and for some reason it ended up on your Google drive. We edited this episode. We used a different clip of the same intro song that we used for banger alert. (laughs) Yep. We clipped songs. Yeah. Like I, I mentioned like Chelsea Grin and we play a bit of a Chelsea Grin song. Yeah, it's definitely a proto barrel episode. It's absolutely so close. Dude, it's it's just such a fucking amateur attempt at what we are trying to do now, I guess. Right. Uh, I couldn't think of a better word there. We're obviously still amateur, but So yeah, in celebration of a year of this shit, we're gonna put that up as a bonus episode. It'll be episode forty one. 
And uh, you can enjoy that shit too. Just know that it's not our our typical fare. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, yeah, just make sure. Yeah, like this is a throwback. And this is just a one year celebratory sort of thing. Thank you guys so much again. Uh, shout out to False Highs, dude. You guys are sick. Um, new album that just released, The Hand That Feeds You. I would very much encourage anybody listening to this to go check it out. If you like Counterparts, you'll probably like them. They're very, very solid. Definitely. Uh, thanks for hitting us up, guys. Uh, really appreciate that. And everybody, like, again, we always put links to shit. In the, apparently, people don't know that. Because I guess people just don't look at descriptions well, it, of podcasts anymore. No, well, I mean, it makes sense. It, we can't. So, unfortunately, you can't put a hyperlink on an Instagram post. And I can't do the swipe up to you whatever. Can't? Well, no, yeah. Well, not like a clickable hyperlink. Really? Yeah, because I tried that. Back when we first started, I tried to Spotify link shit in the description of episodes, and you can't. I mean, I, I trust you because I don't fuck with the Instagram shit, but that seems ridiculous. Well, no, what it is, though, once you pass a certain follower limit, you gain the ability to, like, on your story, you can, like, swipe up to learn more type of shit. Oh. And you can apply, you can attach links to that, but you need, like, 10,000 followers. And we're All right, not whatever. There yet. <laughs> so if you guys want to help us get there, that'd be sick. But, you know, no worries. Um, That's and Facebook. Specifically the reason why we can't hyperlink things on Instagram, which oh, is where. I'm sorry. Meta. Yeah, fucking meta. Thanks. Why is Mark Zuckerberg Thanks, such a bitch? Meta. I want to change the name to Meta. That wasn't the problem, fuckface. Yeah, bro. Like, whatever. Oh, hey, we'll just rebrand. It'll solve all the problems. Okay, so people don't like our shit. Duh, change the name. They won't know the difference. Anyway, we're still gonna harvest information and sell it, and you know, propagandize bullshit. Are we gonna make any meaningful change that will actually affect the people that are affected by our shit? Fuck no! No, change the name. Change the name. That'll fix it. (laughs) Fuck Zuck. (laughs) Nah, but uh, nah, just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Just pent up emotion from the end of this album. Yeah. No. Anyway, so yeah, shout out to False Highs. (laughs) Check them out. We'll put links in the description of the episode on Spotify. Yes, so we always do that. Yeah, you guys know the drill. Click the link tree. Go to the Spotify thing. Go to the episode on Spotify. It'll be in there. It'll yes, there. if you're watching, if watching, if you're listening to this on Spotify on your phone, you can click the see more, and there will be links to all the music. Yep. and definitely check it out. Yeah, and also just helpful. I don't think we've ever actually done this on the episode too. But yeah, if you want to listen to the album, we link that in the Spotify too. So you, you don't have to go and like search for anything. You just tap this, tap that, and then you can hop back and forth yep. or whatever the fuck you want. And I always try to put like the official YouTube shit on there. Yeah. So if you don't have Spotify, you can listen to it on YouTube, which fucking everybody has. Hmm. So yeah, you got no excuse. You really don't. <laughs> I mean, if you try to come in and say like, oh, I just wasn't able to find it. My ass. Shut up. Yeah, I even dug up the fucking Facebook link for that sworn in song that doesn't exist. Dude, that sworn in song that wasn't on YouTube, that wasn't on Spotify. Yeah. That it's only on Facebook. It's on Facebook and SoundCloud. Oh, sorry. Meta. Sorry, it's on... <laughs> it's on... <laughs> Meta. Okay, sorry. I got I got a deep uh, bullshit just to I say I wonder that. if that link still works. That's a good question. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. So, uh... Anyway, this has been the Banger Alert Podcast. I was wondering if you were going to close... Because, like, you you took the initiative to start it. I was like, all right, let's just see him finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Take thank you guys bro. so much for listening. Um, It's been a blast. Finally, uh, we did this album. I'm so happy about it. If- 40 episodes, one year of content. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fucker, for listening to our shit. No, I'm just kidding. No, nah, man, if you're a band and you want to send us your music, we will absolutely check it out. I don't care if it's like your garage band project or if you're like an actual band, dude. We'll check you guys out. We had, yeah. Dude, shout out to uh, JD who sent us his gore, gore wine, bro. That, 
It just slaps. Actually, yeah, not bad. Yeah, like yeah. we were playing a little bit of that before we started. Dude, yeah, pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, man. <laughs> this kid's seventeen. We've been talking to him for a little bit because he hit us up when we like first started posting episodes, and he posted like a he made like a slam song. Yeah, it's like brutal with five zeros. Man. Yeah, it's, it's fucking. It's exactly what I would have done if I was seventeen. Like, right. Good shit, bro. Good work. Wonderful. Sorry, it took me like forever to get back to you on that. By the way, but yes, good work. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's been an absolute blast. Um, I don't think we're going anywhere, but it's, yeah. you know, we've, we've hit a milestone. It's been a year. Yeah. I'm so just, thank you so much. Extra reminiscing. So yeah, yeah. hit us up banger alert podcast at gmail.com or at banger alert on Instagram. Y'all know the drill. We'll see you in the next one. Adios. Oh yeah. One more time. My name is Mitch. Oh shit. Yeah. My name is Santalo. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This band is sick. Dude, false high. False size. Yeah, look at that album art, bro. (laughs) It's just like. (laughs) That's like you. My face went into Monday. (laughs) (laughs) But like, unironically, though, they are able to convey so much emotion with that fucking picture. I'd be a goofy, but that's. I really like this painting. I think it's a painting. The bag under his eyes makes it. Dude, this is how tired I am. He's just like. It's just like the the visual representation of oh, oh my know? god, look at that. Look at that guy. Hell yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy is me. Yeah. Jesus. They even got like the like the red sag under the Ooh, this is so they, they This is good. Fucking high quality art going on here, bro. Although it's it's interesting that they got like a like a side <laughs> portrait of him on like kids' photo day at school. That's- you know when they do that brushed like black <laughs> backdrop yeah. in, in school photos and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine just that, except Dude. it's the janitor and he's about to quit. <laughs> Bro, you, hey, uh, Wilson, you want to hop in here? He's just like, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> just grunts. He just, he's just got like big filch energy. You know what I mean? Big like, filch energy, bro. Hell yeah, dude. <sighs> Except That's he looks like about. more angry and less like an old dumbass. Yeah, jaded. Yeah. Yeah. I just like to imagine. This is, like if, this is the filch at the American Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> After he just got laid off, yeah. Yo, all right, if you look at this a different way, he's laying on his side on like a bed without a pillow. And like that's also kind of a funny like Oh boy. What if it's like the thing where he hit, he took too much and he died and he died in such a way that his eyes are just open now? Yeah, he's just he's just you know there. I mean? Yeah, he's like I like how the eyelids like half closed, you know. God, this is a cool picture. Dude, False eyes. You I actually, I, I unironically love this yeah, painting. Fucking great album art. I mean, I don't, I don't think I would hang it up. I, well, it's not it like bum, a, it would bum out my girlfriend. Well, but I mean, I if like the job it. was to try to bum you out, it did its job. Fuck yeah. Whoever painted that, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> it's really good, bro. Yeah, man. It's fucking lit. Very emotional. <laughs> um, sorry, I was gonna say something else, then I changed my mind. People are gonna look at. They were like, "Oh wow, it must be really good." Then look at it, and just be like. Wow. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> be like, I really like it. Ironically, I think it's great. No, I, I do too, man. Yeah. It's, it's like very, the amount of like grays make the, even like his flesh is really muted, but it pops because everything else is so gray. How is it like so cool? Very almost black and white yet still colored. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really cool. Well, yeah. well, I don't know. We, we stopped. We're, we're about to go down the fucking rabbit hole again, but <laughs>